0: Goodbye Twitter bird Though I never knew you at all You had the grace to fly yourself While those around you crawled They crawled out of the woodwork And they whispered into your brain They set you on the treadmill And they made you change your name Welcome to Did I Do That? Oh my god. It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because it's all part of the process. Oh my god. <laughs> a highly professional show. Oh my god. That was that was ridiculous. I'm Sean Schumacher and joining me today... <laughs> Oh, man. Someone who I'm sure instantly regrets making this decision. Uh, He's a proud uh, first-generation Asian-American creative. Since 2006, he's been grinding out work for brands like Nike, Ralph Lauren, Target, Hyundai, Hermes, uh, while working at places like Second Story, RGA, Instrument, and The Practice. And these days, he serves as the chief creative officer at Thesis here in Portland. It's Joe Carolino. Hi.
1: What up, everybody?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a wild ride. Oh, very much so. Um, So I I, I wanted to start the show with that because, of course, we we are having a funeral for maybe not a friend, um, a a funeral for a frenemy, you might say, because as of the morning of this recording, July 24th, 2023, Twitter is dead. (laughs) Twitter is officially dead. Um, They have replaced it with the letter x in a way that um is bad to look at have you seen have you I have seen not the new yeah i have not it might I, be worth a look yeah uh, i'm gonna take a look right the, now the That's design crazy. is bad <laughs> <laughs> the logo is outright quite bad. Crazy. Yeah. It is, uh, in typographic terms, a double-struck uh, X. Oh, man. And just the look good. on your face as you, I'm sure, just saw it is pretty telling. This is like some fake Illuminati. Oh, this is weird. It is. Uh, like, this is weird. I, was, I, I forget who said this, but someone was describing it as, like, the first logo that you make when you get into graphic design. Like, mm-hmm. it looks... Kind of like it's
1: meant to be a logo. Right. So this is like a part of like a weird agenda that this guy has. Yeah. He's an alien. I swear to God.
0: (laughs) It's such a weird idea to buy a company that is successful enough that like they have a verb. Mm-hmm. Like to tweet is part of the lexicon, and to just like decide what I'm going to do is I'm going to completely obliterate all that mm-hmm. <laughs> all that goodwill that has hmm. been built up over the years that's so interesting. it's really bizarre it is bizarre um, I was also thinking about the X in relation to like you know the previous logo the the wonderful cartoon bird, which was a lovely logo, mm-hmm. much lovelier than that place possibly ever yeah. deserved. You know, when a cartoon dies, it has an X put over his eyes. So mm. maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. part of this. Too. They're either dead or drunk, right? Dead or drunk. Um, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you decide, viewer. Yeah. Uh is is the Twitter bird dead or just drunk? <laughs> um Some some days you have a bad enough night that it feels like it's both. <laughs> um <laughs> So that's some breaking news, which will be very stale by the time this goes up. But what can you do? Sure. Such is such is the nature of this kind of show. Um, Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good this morning. I mean, I got got up really early, which was
1: nice. Um, I went to bed early, which Mm. is very hard to do with the way my mind works. You early to
0: bed, early to rise. Yeah,
1: that was that. This is new. And I'm trying it out. Are you feeling healthy, wealthy, and wise right now? Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. I mean, I guess those scientists are right about sleep, I guess. (laughs) Because I never slept and the more. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And the more that I'm sleeping, I, you know, am generating a lot more
0: clarity for myself. which is great. Yeah. Like when you go through the sleep deprivation thing for a long time, that Mm -hmm. is such a a weird moment of clarity. Like, oh, yeah, actually, my body did definitely need that. Yeah. Um, and brain yeah body brain <laughs> just human form all in general Gosh. um it, it it's all pretty interconnected yeah in the most literal sense there's yeah. connections inside of it totally totally <laughs> if anybody gets anything out of this uh this episode sleep more yeah get some sleep get off of x whatever that <laughs> is and get yourself to a bed and take a little nap I did take a nap actually last week and it was glorious. It was really. I glorious. could nap.
1: I could definitely take those
0: uh, midday naps for sure. In a way, the the studio space that we're in right now is kind of perfect for napping because it is <laughs> it's cozy. it's it's very cozy in that it's quite small. but it is it's warm and there is no sense of what time it is on the outside. yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that clock right there. Well, yes, uh, which I think is correct. Hey, it is correct. All right. Um, But yeah, sleep is good for you. Uh, So you're getting some sleep. And that is a very important thing because you also (laughs) recently got back from a vacation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I took two weeks off. Um, I generally try and take my vacation time off in longer chunks Mm. because it takes a long time for me to uh, wind down. Yeah. It takes a long time for me to fully unplug. Uh, three four days or so so it's hard um, I try and take a couple weeks off because I know that those first few days are gonna be pretty chaotic internally from my side <laughs> to like okay fully sign off like don't try and take a break from social media try and take a break from like
0: the digital world Um, and then be present yeah uh, so it takes me a while and I think that's such a healthy thing to remember like whether you are just starting out in this field or you're totally. very established like if you want to be creative It's not just sleep. It's also just like rest and getting to see things that are different than the four spaces that you go to every day.
1: Absolutely. A lot of people were asking me like, what did you do? Did you go do on these things? And I was like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, This is a rest recovery, like vacation PTO. I didn't go anywhere crazy. I didn't do anything.
0: Uh, You didn't build uh, a down to the minute itinerary. No,
1: no, 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 not at all. I, I I." I thoroughly enjoy the spontaneity of a day if you just allow it to be, you know, so um, I just kind of stayed put. I stayed put, tried to like cleanse my inner mind and, you know, really just take a break. A lot of meditation, rest, recovery, and then, you know, cleansed my environment as well. I find a lot of satisfaction of... I have a lot of stuff. Being a designer, I'm a collector of things. Absolutely. I've always been a collector We're of things. We're all pack rats yeah. in so many ways. digital and physical, right? Like, I was just going <laughs> through my Dropbox for you, and I was like, dude, this
0: thing is fucking crazy. Like, well, it's, it's oh, so much gosh. easier for things to get crazy on that end, too. <laughs>
1: it's like a DeLorean. I'm going back to the future. I'm going back in time, and it's just wild. But I um, tried to stay off everything and um, cleanse that and then cleanse my environment. My house was totally clean. Did a... Huge garage sale, which was great oh. uh, last week. So, or this past weekend, which was awesome. We got rid of a lot of things and it felt really good. You know, the things that didn't, you know, bring me joy, as Marie Kondo would say. <laughs> I'm not a minimalist, <laughs> by the way. So, that is something that I cannot uh, go down personally, go down that path. I, I'm a huge, I, I like to archive things, I like
0: to collect things. So, the things didn't bring me any joy letting go well yeah and great that's such a tough balance too like i don't i don't quite know how somebody could be a true minimalist in this field because like you will so quickly regret the things that you've lost totally like i think i've talked about on past episodes how how little of my stuff from like you know undergraduate i still have totally and i wish i had it now like i I wish i had my abby cat cartoons that i published (laughs) on aol in 1997 oh yeah but I don't, and yeah. that's that will always that be a weird? heartbreak to me. Isn't that weird? And they were they were nonsense. They were terrible. But yeah. I wish I had them. For me, it's like apparel
1: and graphic tees. Like yeah. the, some of those, like I've let go, and some of them I've kept. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff has come back around. Like the longer you're in this field, right, you start to notice. Oh my goodness, like trends really do come back after trends, quote unquote. I'm air quoting for, for, for those that like don't know. It's like. The trend gets remixed, but the, I guess the intention or the sentiment of what was past design comes back around every like 10, 15 years. And I feel like now, nowadays it's a lot quicker because we're such consumers and it's like bad, like, right. It's bad and good. It keeps its job security for us, I guess. But the way of the internet, we're cycling through like so much, right? Like from fashion to graphic design to all things that we
0: consume
1: it's a little wild and scary
0: it's so high speed so you were talking about like you know apparel design was that kind of where you started out mm. in in design maybe well, even before you knew it was design yeah i mean it wasn't apparel
1: design it was just the idea or notion of making something and at the time, I didn't know it, but distributing it and having other people enjoy what I made, yeah, right. So, oh my gosh, I'll I'll go down that path. So in high school, uh, shout out to Miss Lermo. I had a I really, Lermo. Little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a really great art department. We called it the Art Sanctuary, and it was a place oh. where. Um, There was no judgment, and this was really needed in the area that I grew up in. I grew up in Salem, Oregon, um, and I grew up Section 8 housing all the way through high school. So really, really poor, a lot of gang activity, a lot of drugs and fighting, and and it's just like it was a really interesting uh, upbringing, right? Yeah. And I say interesting because I like to turn negatives into positive. Um, and I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm just giving a little bit of background.
0: <laughs> Ramble away, please. Yeah. This, this is the show so, for it.
1: Yeah. So the art sanctuary was a safe haven for me and other kids that wanted to not be judged or or wanted wanted to not be judged and express themselves yeah okay so that's the place i would go and skip other classes and it's it's really interesting like they just let kids be because it was safer than what was outside of the walls of the school yeah and i really loved it it was (laughs) it's like it has a it has a very important uh place in my journey as a designer so anyways Making graphic design, doing design before I knew it was design, I just wanted to be a printmaker because I wanted to make things. And when I saw people's reaction to the things I made, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I had a lot of positive affirmation from the things I made versus like how I grew up or the other environmental issues that were going against me, right? Yeah. So making things was amazing. And I used to do a lot of printmaking. That was like my favorite. Printmaking was my favorite because- depending on whatever medium it was, I could like distribute it, right? Like I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I could make multiple copies and I could do different variations of the things. If I was doing linoleum blocks, you know, prints like that was always fun because I could play with color after the thing was made, right? Yeah. Or um, etching was at the time I didn't know it, but now that I look back, um, etching and that's where you take a metal plate and you acid wash certain layers to get different gray tones throughout the piece, that was so therapeutic for me. It, it's crazy. Just this um, like very slow,
0: deliberative yeah, hands-on work.
1: Yeah, hands-on work. And it was so it was so great. And I could make multiple prints. Yeah. And I could give them out to people and bring joy to people through that. Um, you know, like the teacher wanted to teach me the old school way, which I learned the old school way versus like – uh, laser on transparency paper to m- create a transfer in the silkscreen. Right. Well, so what
0: was the old school way? It's called ruby lith. So oh, we had to wow. draw. We had to
1: draw it and cut it by hand. You were and actually then place
0: ru- working in ruby lith.
1: Yeah. And so this image that I'm about to show you is the first uh, t-shirt design that I made based off of a, a, a name that I had uh, because I was really influenced and I really uh, was deep into like the hip hop community and the hip hop culture. Um, so my name, I used to tag as well. Uh, was abstract. So I created a logo for myself. That's a great tag name. Which was wild, yeah. right? And I spelt it with a K. So A-B-S-T-R-A-K-T. Because <laughs> well, I had to be different.
0: And then you can get the <laughs> trademark too, which is very important. You don't want to be sure. in X's position. Sure.
1: So, but it's so weird because as graffiti art or hip hop design, it's it's I find it so refreshing and expressive. It's so expressive. But it was really weird. The logo that I made was super clean it was this weird like a and i did that oh. l- ruby lift and i used shapes right so yeah. i did that and i made a, a you know a larger a i put some bars on top that matched some of the angles that were coming from the a and then i put a, a dot in the center of it and that mark that i made uh you just used shapes. But my teacher, Miss Lerma, was like, have you ever
0: thought about graphic design? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, this is so... What you've handed me is so designerly. Like, it it looks like a logo... Well, it looks like... The A looks like sort of a tent. It looks like yeah. a logo for, like, a a brewery here in town. It could be. Like, that is sort of camping themed.
1: Yeah. Like, it
0: could be, right? With a few
1: more iterations, but that was first yeah. off the bat. Because with Ruby Lith, right, it's a material that... Once you draw and cut, it's I don't know how many pieces. I had one sheet, so I had to get it done in one sheet, eight and a half by 11. Yeah. And so a few sketches, um, a few cuts, and I went with those, again, because of time constraints. All this stuff kind of came together in a really <laughs> weird way, and I wanted to start printing T-shirts and kept iterating on that. Um, so that was like the first thing that I ever made. Wow. Um, that what that alluded to me being a designer and my teacher was like you need to go to school she yeah. was like you need to get out of this place you have a lot of like i love the way your brain works and you create meaning out of everything so go and make for the world and i was like oh
0: shit okay that is huge this, what
1: is this that is so huge face?
0: but like i get it too like i think if if like I was seeing a high school student that was doing work like this, where you're you're like really playing around with like the weight of these strokes too mm-hmm. in a really interesting <clears throat> way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't imagine that the other Ruby Lith projects looked, you know, anything near as like balanced as yeah. As that's crazy,
1: right? There's a lot of balance in that. And look, that I was like in ju- I was a junior in high school at the time, so that's so crazy. Jeez, <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> looking at this is like this is a really important. This is a really important piece. I might need to just like. Make some more T-shirts. Yeah, see how it goes. Maybe you bring it back. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like here's part of my tag too, so you could see how like some of my tags were. They're very hip hop, like quintessential hip hop, very much so. And so you have that, and then the assignment to create a T-shirt. I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I appreciated that pressure because I was like, I really want to make something that is a different expression yeah i use shapes
0: and it was great well this it's so wonderfully messy too (laughs) like i think it's it's like at that perfect intersection of like tag versus like metal logo where it's just like it's about the energy i can't find an image but there is a shirt out there that
1: has both of them paired together oh really so before i knew what lockups were i actually took that tag and put it under that bottom bar So I had the big A, and I had that dot, and I had the bars, and I put abstract under it. (laughs) But I only did a limited run because I did not want to get in trouble. Because when you tag stuff out there, like I didn't want it to come towards me.
0: Yet, I guess this is technically evidence <laughs>
1: right <laughs> you know? there's nothing out there in the world anymore no you know, I'm sure I, not. I
0: clean myself up <laughs> quote unquote, clean myself up, and we could have a discussion about that but, yeah we you know did, did nobody nobody look into that any further, but <laughs> uh, yeah' like, it's just my gamer tag these days
1: <laughs> you know from aim like I had a handful of them, and you you, you know how you would uh uh uppercase lowercase. X, Y, oh, and Z. Absolutely, yeah, the so. the
0: preceding uppercase X, <laughs> lowercase X, uppercase X <laughs> oh, underscore. Yeah, that was so prevalent yeah, in yeah. every MySpace handle, and it
1: all came back, which I think is a beautiful thing. I think a lot of uh, folks now are going by aliases and more comfortable with you know having different sort of personalities and stuff on. I think it's it's a great exercise for for folks to you know feel good and and also.
0: Uh, embrace all the parts of themselves. Exactly. Doing doing that kind of like experimentation, especially when you're younger, is so useful Mm -hmm. for like helping to figure out who you are and what you really want to do. And like- it is much better to do that work then than to wait till you're, say, my age. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, <laughs> internet to... safety. Come on, now. Like internet safety. Like well, yeah, it's really that's... good to have an alias. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're 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 both old enough to remember when you know the warning was: you never you never use your real name online yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, people will be mean to you. I guess yeah. I, there wasn't really a real actual consequence. I feel like. Well, the way that there's there is like now. I mean. You know
1: I don't know how explicit this podcast is, but there there is a lot of like the chat rooms and and and, oh, well, yes. and the horrible exposure and and horrible language and the way people were treated yeah uh, that's it's very not true. good, yeah, uh, but you know uh I think it's a great way to express yourself, it's awesome, yeah. Awesome stuff.
0: Also a great way to, you know, just make an easier link to a file in the Mac OS. So (laughs) just make an alias and you can put it on your desktop. Totally. Totally. Get all (laughs) the way through those deep Dropbox folders. Totally. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Those Dropbox folders were rough. (laughs) It's like,
1: Sean, let me go through this real quick, real quick, aka
0: 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) jesus oh my gosh well this is the nature of these things Mm -hmm. these archives are are infinite Mm -hmm. dropbox gives you two terabytes of space Mm -hmm. which is just a stupid amount of space yeah Yeah. you could you could fit the apollo space module like entire operating system 74 million times over in that totally and yet we fill it up and then we go oh i'm out of space totally and what's crazy is,
1: so here's, here's a funny thing. Like, I know you wanted to see a bunch of work, which is great. I'm glad because it, it, it I tend to take myself pretty seriously in general. So I was so stoked that you asked me to come on this because I need balance. <laughs> I always need balance. And I want to show you some work that, as you can see, okay, great. What the fuck? You're going to be like, what the fuck happened? Because <laughs> when I got into design school, oh. <sighs> Some of the work, man, is like, wow. Were you? Ju- what did you do?
0: Was it just like an immediate like clash of like what you wanted to do and what they were trying to push you to do? I think it was a little bit of that when I first started high school. I guess I
1: was making things that came from my own self expression, and when I went to design school, me putting a lot of pressure on myself. I wanted to impress people further. So I went down an an extreme path, right? And
0: that's never going to result in good things either. No, no,
1: no. And it's reflected in the work. It's reflected in the work. So hip hop, weird. You think, okay, cool. Uh, You come from a hip hop background. I joined a screamo band. All right. <laughs> so, how did that a, happen? So, I had a buddy that introduced me, and I love music, right? I love music, and I. <laughs> it's a community, right? It's a community, man. And, and here's the thing like, I joined a Screamo band, and I, I thought there was, there is a lot of, there is, I will say, there is a lot of common nature with like punk, hardcore, Screamo to hip hop. In the intention, right? absolutely. So for me, that was that was something that stuck with me, and I was like, you know what? I'll try this. I'll try. I'll try and be in this band, um, learn an instrument, and I was horrible at learning instruments, really, really bad. But I loved sound, so I do not know how to play the piano. But I was really good at making cool, like environmental sounds at certain time, at certain points in the in the music that we were doing and songs. So I would just fiddle around and make sounds that, that that make sounds. And we would play shows, and I would I would go to the iPod and like click the right sound for the right song and just hit play, and I would orchestrate a, a sound for that song.
0: So you're you're sort of you're doing like a screamo Ben Burt almost. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs>
1: totally. But like check out some of these posters, man. I mean, this is one of them. It's horrible oh. design. dafont.com wow. was my friend. I learned I learned Photoshop. <laughs> I learned Photoshop and I just like it was bad. I'm not
0: sure Defont.com was your friend. I think no. uh, DeFont.com was leading you to, to some frightening places. No, yeah, no. This is some this is some big This is some big David Carson energy right here. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yes. But also yes. just
0: I mean the <laughs> like you have you have such like intense names for the bands and then just like the uh, I think it's the aerial like and and then the name of the coffee Dude. place. Just yeah. Very... <laughs> yeah.
1: Those they didn't very matter. Plainly... The
0: location did not
1: matter. No. You're going for the band, right? It it
0: it, it has a sort of deflating aspect yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you got you got the dude laying on the ground because you know this it's metal yeah it, it's it, hardcore. It sort
0: of it reminds me a little bit, and I think they used to do these on the WB network where they would they would have like you know really intense music videos for like in the screamo era for mm-hmm. like bands like that, and then mm-hmm. there would be like a classic TV announcer at the end that would say like mm-hmm. uh, you know like yellow card get their new album today on. <laughs> Warner Music Records, dude, at oh stores everywhere.
1: It was such a blip, but honestly, I'm I'm really appreciative of it because yeah. I understood like that 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 space and place, um, and the people around it, which was great. Was the
0: photo because there's, there's sort of a photo there that's like somebody kind of having fallen over or something. It's or at the laying end of a down? show. It's <laughs> my buddy Cole.
1: I think he was at the end of a show, and then uh, we snapped a photo with our really cheap uh, Sony Cybershot, I don't know, negative pixel camera. (laughs) It saved directly to a floppy disk. Dude, floppy disk. I think there was cards at the time. I believe there was cards at the time, but dude, it was crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't find the exact album EP, but check this out. This is like the illustrator uh, check out those like fallen oh, leaves wow. brushes like i was really just experimenting with the tools but Absolutely. i was trying to create composition yeah this uh, is i it's mean bad though it's it's good and bad i mirror technically like i'm trying to figure out the tools but I will you know. say,
0: for the kind of music that you all are doing this is very perfectly in <laughs> vogue it's you you have the the silhouette of the tree you have because it's eroded so type sad and emo with like weird punctuation in there too Dude. there's dots between between the words. Oh yeah. You oh, know. Yeah. And then just like this kind of kind of smattering of red at the bottom. Yeah, buddy. Like it it also is making me think like that was also the area of like the beginning of premium TV shows and they all had title sequences that were kind of like this too. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and I don't know the the visual culture of premium TV and emo <laughs> band
1: covers like
0: that that's so that's a connection I've never made in my head before, but it's absolutely there. <laughs> right. Funny,
1: right? So it's nice to look at this stuff and laugh at it, and I I think it's crazy to, it's just wild. It's wild.
0: It's so it's so fascinating to go back and be like, I I definitely thought this was perfect back in the <laughs> I thought back it was so
1: fucking cool. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh. Gosh. And I, yeah, I was the only dude in design school and they're like, make us flyers, make us posters, make us album artwork. Oh, and so I did just it for other bands default. too. Yeah. By default. So it's like, oh gosh, like I have an internal client and I know us as a band, but what are the other, what are the other bands into? And, you know, I'm like, you don't like it. Well, fuck you. Like it's done. <laughs> like it's done.
0: Well, just post it. At least you're in that position Mm -hmm. rather than what what those kinds of client Uh relationships often are, which is like, oh, God, I can't. You want a 60th revision, huh? Okay. The cool part about that, though, was like
1: digital distribution because we would use those JPEGs and... MySpace was the thing.
0: Yes. MySpace for was music, the thing.
1: That was the place to be. Yeah. And all the bands would distribute it and it was super cool. Again, I got a great sense of satisfaction when all the bands made that their profile picture, right? And it was like shows next week or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is, this is cool. This, this is, is professional. Super cool. Yeah. Not professional design. But <laughs> <laughs> the execution was not
0: there, but the the marketing was there that absolutely for sure you had the system worked out yeah, yeah. um so like you're you're in design school now mm-hmm. you're you're feeling that kind of clash of like what you want to do and what is what is being pushed at yeah. you what happens like where do you go from there in design school yeah. um
1: yeah so design school was interesting i didn't really fit in um and i had like like i said those blips i had those blips of like okay I can be a chameleon, and um and again, this is not. So su- I'm such a serious person. So tell me if I get too crazy with it. <laughs> I really want to keep it like I told myself last night and this morning. I'm going to bed early. Don't be so serious, Joe. Like just fucking go. You know, be be present for the
0: podcast. So Mr. Batman is not here. He's not yeah, going to yeah, make yeah, you yeah. be serious happen. or not. Serious. So
1: anyways, so anyways, yeah. I um, what was your question again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how how do you how do you kind of manage those early days okay. of design school?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So early days of design school, I didn't really fit in because I came from like more of a hip hop and graffiti background. Yeah. There was a couple of us. I think it was me, Zooch. Shout out to Zooch. There was a few of us in the design program at Oregon State University that that, and I think that they only allowed a few of us in, and that feels like really shitty to say. But now that I think about it, they probably only allowed a few of quote-unquote us that are like quote-unquote urban graffiti come with like that kind of background because it's not your typical um, Swiss modern like whatever – And fuck that, to be honest, like fuck it all, (laughs) fuck that shit. Um, But anyways, there was a few of us that got in and it was good. I took it as like a learning experience and I was like, I can do that. Honestly, that's so much easier. I felt Swiss modern design is really homogenized that I'm a big expressive person. You referenced Carson earlier. I'm heavily influenced by David Carson. I think that the fact that he didn't go to school and it's very punk. It's, he has a very punk approach. It is very Hip punk. punk. Does come from like come from that as well. So I love that stuff. I love it when you have folks that are bold and can take risks like that. To yeah. be honest, and there's a lot of shit that happens in taking those risks. You produce a lot of shitty work. Like you saw some of those posters. That was really shitty work of me to be like, all right, I'm not familiar with this culture. I'm gonna dive deep into it. I'm huge on. Like being a part of a community to express a community. So I I was in that band for years. Right. And it's like I became a part of that and yeah. trying to express that because you have to know it to make it is in my opinion. I think you have to know it to make it. Absolutely. Um, you can see it when folks are trying to make things that are they're just they don't have like context, you know. So for me, going to design school, I was learning the history, which is great. You have a long history of graphic design and then expressing that in, in that certain way. And I was like, this is super easy. Try making shitty things look good. How about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like try making stuff that is like, quote unquote, not in not beautiful in the eye of, the, of you all, but like try making that stuff work. Yeah. You know, so it's really cool. It was it was um interesting. So. I went off and did that and I did a lot of internships because I wanted real life experience. Yeah. Um, I just really wanted real life experience.
0: And when was your first internship? Like early in your education? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my first internship
1: was uh, after sophomore year, I took an internship at a startup um, in the summer and they wanted to hire me on full time. Wow. Yeah. So that that was like like 2006, right? 2006 ish. Yeah, 2006, 2007-ish. Yeah. Um. And I was like, why not? I mean, I have a tendency to take risks. And, yeah. and if I feel uncomfortable and scared about something, I find that diving deeper into that dark hole, uh, I learn, grow, and just express things in different ways. I just – I find those scary places, weirdly enough, <laughs> a little comfortable, which is <laughs> – Again, I'm a, I think I'm a glutton for punishment. I like <laughs> Designers out there, everybody, like, I don't know why we fucking choose this profession because it is punishing. <laughs> we're all crazy. Yeah, I mean... we're crazy. But we, I, think we, I think we as a whole, we as creatives, designers, writers out there, I think we as a whole, I think we naturally imagine a different world. Yeah. I think we do. So I took that internship. They wanted to hire me on full time. I quit school and I worked for that startup for uh, three and a half, four years ish. Wow. Yeah. And I was the only designer. Right. And they wanted, they wanted web design. They wanted graphics. They wanted everything. And I brought in friends from college to help build it. Zooch, my guy, Zooch and guy, (laughs) guy, his name's guy. Um, he's at Guy Fieri. No, no, no. He's an amazing designer creative. So guy and Zooch,
0: we like built that website. In Flash, that's crazy. Yeah. So you're, I mean, this is like the this is going into the real world on hard mode too. Hard like being fucking the mode. The only creative in in an environment, yeah, and having to like not only like do the creative work, but also like articulate how long it takes and why it works the certain way that it does. Dude, and- I rebranded that startup. And
1: I remember sending it to uh, Manera Spence. Shout out to her. She was like my mother of design. She's like my mother of design. She uh, taught at Oregon State University. Um, she was the best. Uh, you know, Miss Larima was my high school mother. And then I got... I got uh, Minira Spence, which is my college mother. And I remember sending her comps and sending her things. Cause <laughs> you know what I'm mean? like, if I'm the only one there, yeah. I, I like needed feedback. I wanted design feedback. Well, and she yeah. asked like, what is the purpose of this? Why are you doing it like this? And she was so grateful with her time to share that with me. And I rebranded that startup and did all their web stuff and did all their flyers, did all their materials, designed tickets that had to get printed out. Uh, from local bands and stuff like that. It was still in the music industry. I love music, by the way. But Oh, um, so
0: perfect connection. Yeah, it was a perfect connection. But like that's – yeah, that is a lot. And I'm I, like – I think I've talked about a couple times in the past, like how when I was the only designer working in a place uh, in in my career, like I just kind of lost my mind because mm-hmm. I was not reaching out to mm-hmm. other people for feedback. Yeah, and feedback like, loop is important. You you have to have you have to have somebody else that understands the kind of work that you're trying to do yeah. to give you feedback to. It can't just be like your friend from work. It has to be somebody that like is a designer and like knows why you're trying to do the things that you're doing. Totally.
1: Totally. Absolutely. And she was my, you know, professor, so like I I trusted her opinion. Yeah. Which was key. Hi Madeira. Also. Yeah. yeah. Madeira, you're the best. is the best. Yeah.
0: So, like what made you eventually kind
1: of leave the startup? Okay. So I got laid off. Oh. Um, yep. I got laid off uh during the recession.
0: Oh yeah. That like I said, been the right time. 2008, thousand yeah. eight,
1: nine, like there was like a recession. Uh-huh. And because I'm a super proud first generation uh Asian American, I I needed to get my degree. I yeah. mean, <laughs> looking at it now i'm like uh, i don't know if i needed to should have done it it was just a lot of it's a lot of money i'm still paying for it right now which is super annoying
0: that was also a decision that a lot of people made in that position like there were so many layoffs in 2008 Uh 2009 as a consequence and like the number of students in every university went way way up because people were just like this is my chance to go back to school because there's just no jobs there is
1: no jobs yeah and like i did it in extreme hard mode yeah. again which is like I don't again, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing like I went back to school cuz I wanted to get that paper to prove and again this is I'm thinking about generations to come. I'm thinking about the next Joe, right? I, or or the next Jose or the next person that looks like me or comes from a different environment yeah. um, people that can relate. I'm looking at it further down the line, my children, right? I'm looking at it further down the line. It's like, okay, I need to get a degree. And that was, like, a trophy piece, a.k.a. sign of accomplishment, a.k.a. like, I know how to put in the work. Yeah. And so I did that while I was going back to school. So here's the fucked up thing. Like, uh, I got married super young. That's not fucked up. But (laughs) (laughs) actually, it was too young. Got married super young and, and started that partnership really early in my life. We had our first child. And so I got laid off, having a first child, baby. I went back to school. I needed a job, right? So what happened was I held multiple jobs, which was awesome. No, no, I appreciate the the empathy. It's hard fucking work. And I will get to a point that I'm specifically trying to make here, and it is my opinion, and I feel pretty strongly about it, which is I, I went back to school, held multiple jobs, design jobs, I was freelancing, I was doing all the things. So school's in Corvallis, right? I got to go to college. um, I got to finish my degree. I go to Corvallis two days a week. Um, I'm staying in Salem. And then I landed a job before I graduated. I landed a job at an agency in Vancouver, Washington.
0: Oh my God. It was a branding
1: and web agency. I I love that space. Like branding and doing stuff for the web is like really fun for me. Yeah. So anyways, in Vancouver, so that's quite, Salem quite is in a the commute middle. <laughs> quite <laughs> quite a commute fuck man i was in the car all the time but <laughs> the car <laughs> i found that like sitting You know, sitting and thinking us as designers, we need time to like think and process all the things, you know, if it's my project work or if it's the work that I'm doing at the agency. So I went back to school and what's crazy is like, I'm not the best student of the world. C pluses on a good day. Um, I don't know how to study, have ADHD, whatever it is. I was just getting through. But when I went back to school after I had that real life experience, I was a straight A student. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. There is something broken, right? There's something extremely broken. What is it? You know, traditionally, I had to like stand in the back of the classroom because I couldn't sit still. You're probably noticing like my talking with hands. It helps get my energy out. You know, I have little ticks like that uh, that help keep me on track, which I've had to learn and, and grow to use. So, straight A's, I'm like, what is this? What's the problem here? What is the issue with this? Ed-? Like, not just the school, but like overarchingly college design. Like, yeah, there has to be a different way. My entire senior thesis was basically a huge middle finger to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge middle finger to like design programs. I'm sorry, like, you it, can wasn't, cut this it wasn't out. just
0: a picture of a large middle finger. <laughs>
1: It's a propaganda poster <laughs> like no it, it you unfurls don't need school from the top of yeah. the the bell yeah. tower you know i mean it's we can poke fun at it you know it it is i just for me personally the way i learn i'm a kinesthetic learner so like for me it was like hands on making and doing and yeah. and talking to clients and and having different problems to solve within the work and i just enjoyed that a lot more than school cuz i'm like why why is it a big thing for me why Why this? Why that? Yeah. Why? I generally love being around people that ask why. And I just think that, you know, that kind of goes into how I approach anything. Anything is like, well, I'm always asking why. It can annoy the fuck out of people. It does. (laughs) It definitely does. like, dude, get to work and I'm like but why like why about this why about that but when I get to work it's like the execution phase is more of an expression to me yeah. so I approach design more like art to be honest and it's 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 it can make people extremely nervous
0: because the progress that I make is in extreme spurts of well, time but I think that also like speaks to like part of why I think you are in design leadership now is like thinking about scope is so fundamental yeah. in like mm-hmm. solving larger design problems mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's the part that – uh like often gets missed early mm-hmm. on uh, by not just junior designers, but folks in design school. Yeah, like, You, it, it is so easy to just like, here's the things that you've been given. Don't ask any questions about it. Yeah. And don't try to suss out, well, why is this one mm-hmm. of the constraints? Why is this one of totally. the constraints? Totally. Um, whereas like if you actually solve those parts of the problem then it makes all those other decisions so much easier Mm -hmm. yeah and I have a
1: solve for that too which is like I understand that we will often not get answers that we need to to get after the work right I like to barrage people with (laughs) I will out like I will say this out loud like I am I am from the school of thought of like I will out design anybody next to me yeah Because, like, I will ask a few questions, but I know, I know over time, and this is experience, I'll know I'm never going to get that answer. I'm never going to get that answer. I'm never going to get that answer. So, making something out of nothing is, like, been, I guess, a strength of mine where I'm, like, okay, cool. Bet, like, you have, like, five, you have five sort of uh, constraints for me. Great. Asking a few more questions. It's, like, one conversation. I'll go off and, like, here are three environments. Here are three iterations on that. And then that gets closer to the conversation, you can continue the conversation of asking those questions. Why in a different way, yeah. which is great. So like out, out designing, you know, outperforming out designing that space is like, the combat it's like the tool it's the sword right it's like okay cool i have these skills i'm not going to get this answer so what am i going to do i'm going to answer it for you yeah because a lot of people clients like they don't know what they actually want they don't no, articulate it
0: no and that's and like, like never going to change sometimes the answer that you get when you ask questions is ah because you yeah, know like because the stakeholder or it because be, of my boss it can't be purple whatever. because uh i don't know i don't like it oh or, color yeah. man color yeah, color is very emotional yeah
1: color <laughs> Color is very complicated, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I went back, you went back to school. My entire senior thesis was around a different education model. Yeah, it really was around more of an apprenticeship style. It really was a different way of teaching and doing because I did not understand. I did not understand how I left for four years, came back, and my grades got better. And the well, obviously, the work got better because yeah. of practice, right? Um, and that's just, it was really weird to me. And I'm like, there, I'm sure there are a lot of other people like me that would love to get their hands there. You fail fast. You fail forward super fast in that space. Yes. You get out your shitty ideas. You, you get it wrong the right way. You must iterate. Yeah. And you're yeah. constantly doing it whether you want to or yeah. not. And, yeah. And why not have crazy weird timelines yeah. to put that pressure on you? Because you're, you're refining your skills yeah. in the moment. It fucking sucks. <laughs> It sucks. Oh my gosh! I remember like telling a telling a client like I had an idea, telling a client something that I knew that I did not have the skills to do. Oh, that I could do it to like I I had to make money to like put food on the table for my family, and I was like, yeah, I can do that, and um, that was me taking a huge risk. And the hours that I put into learning that specific skill was was a lot. It was photography.
0: Oh, um, shit. Well, yeah, that's a very large yeah. thing to have
1: to tackle. Yeah, it was photography. And I thought that I had enough me being like who I am. <laughs> Which is fairly audacious. I like. <laughs> I like. Thought I had enough skills and enough information to get after that, and
0: I did not. Um, but well, I made it work. I made it work. Yeah, Some, I figured it out. Sometimes it's it's those little <laughs> victories that'll make you think. Oh, I can <laughs> I can solve this one, dude. This one is. <sighs> mm. What what are people complaining about? Yeah.
1: So what's funny about photography as well is like what blossomed out of that. Again, I like going to deep dark places that that push me. Um, and I often put myself in those environments, which is really weird. I'd have to ask my therapist about that. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Cause I'm like, I don't know. Collector of skills. Like, I don't know what it is. That yeah. whole like mentality of a collector of things. Like I like understanding ev- how everything is like made if it involves like the work that I do. So um, walking the walk. Right. Um, what, what blossomed out of that is like, <laughs> At the time, again, as I'm finishing school, like I
0: started a photography business. <laughs> oh, so you're going real hard into Dude, it, okay, in hard
1: mode. Like I love that. I love that analogy. I love that you said that. Like getting, like doing it in hard mode instead of easy mode. That's like really cool because I play a lot of video games, and <laughs> I, I, I really, I really like that analogy. That is a good description of um, how I approach things because I really like. Failing forward super fast.
0: Yeah. Um, so so you're any- playing the Elden Ring oh, of, of yeah. design practice. Oh
1: yeah. oh, yeah. Great game, by the <laughs> way. Dark Souls sucked. Uh, Elden Ring is amazing. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's a great game. Um, so I started a photography business, and again, my skills got better and better and better, and I started with family portraits. I did the senior portraits and started just getting after it and ended up shooting weddings, which talk oh. about a high-pressure environment
0: but again, weddings (laughs) for those of you who don't know weddings are every every photographer i've ever talked to just talks about the terror of of shooting weddings because if you miss a a moment that may have only existed for a fraction of a second or sometimes did not happen at all but the people involved wrote into their memories their fragile memories that it did and you didn't capture it on camera they will be oh so angry at you
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely. It was wild, but I was running that as well. So I was just like doing that, doing design work, doing, you know, weddings in the summer. It was, it was quite crazy, but it yeah. was awesome. Like, i like, it taught me how to hustle. And I know that like we are in a culture right now where we're negating that. Yeah. But I will say from my personal experience, um, the hustle has served me well. It has served me super, super well. And I have learned a lot. I've gained a lot of skills. And um, I think there's room for balance. And I think that we all need, you know, balance in our life. But the hustle is something that I think after, you know, we evolve ourselves as designers and and people, there will always be those type of people. You'll always know and see those types of people out there. And,
0: you know. I I, appreciate it. Well, and I think the key to it is, like, within your capacity, too. Yes. Because, like, you have a lot of capacity to do all these things. Totally, It's It's a challenge, but, like, it's something that probably if you hadn't done all of that, you may not be where you are today. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And... I want to touch on like your you you just said is like capacity, like quote yeah. unquote capacity. One could say perspective is reality in that space because True. because the capacity you could look on paper and I did not have capacity to do that, you know. Yeah. I, but but I did what I needed to do, and it's 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 made me like who I am.
0: So yeah. How just, the how those things yeah uh, those are so relative to the totally, person too. totally. Like totally. I have a friend who has like four jobs all the time. Yeah, and like yeah. They have infinite that's capacity on top yeah. of that. And-
1: absolutely, absolutely. Your internal energy. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the rundown of school, like design, <laughs> like how it all came together. It's a beautiful mess. Yeah, which just kind of shows up in my work. Um, it kind of shows up in my work uh, quite a bit. Uh, which personal project that I I would love to show you too. Oh is, yes. Um, this is something that I did while I worked out at Nike. Um a lot of the work I couldn't like get it out there in the world their timelines their their go live timelines were a bit much for me so I wanted to create um something for myself which was amazing so this is I don't remember exactly what year maybe t- I think it's 2016 um Allen Iverson huge basketball fan yes Allen Iverson my favorite basketball player of all time um I find A lot of uh, how he expresses himself, I relate to that. So anyways, he got his Hall of Fame, and I started doing some graphics, and this is where you're going to be like, oh, yep, you are definitely a Carson fan. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. His nickname, AI, you know. And again, like, you could see how it evolved, like, from high school to, like, now. Yeah. That was, like, a self-expression. And so I started making those graphics for multiple basketball players, and I m- made basketball cards. Because when I was a kid, oh. I used to collect basketball cards. Speaking Speaking of, like, a collector of things, I started collecting basketball cards as a kid. And so... This is reminiscent. There was a weird connection, and it's my subconscious of, like, the Skybox basketball cards. Oh, sure. They had the coolest designs. Yeah. They had, like, basketball players with weird, like, illustrations
0: and, like, objects and and things, like, that were super futuristic, right? Those, those, like, cards from the 80s to the 90s, like, Mm -hmm. really had just such dynamic, weird compositions, like, once they started breaking out of, like... You know, oh, here's a little frame and the players mm-hmm. within the frame. Mm-hmm. But like that, that does feel very much like there's to the to the listeners. Like, yeah, there's like this this kind of collage element that like really makes makes him look like he's in motion mm-hmm. uh, because it's like different little chunks of him moving yeah. at different rates. Yeah. Uh, a little bit cubist. Yeah. Some might say. Yeah. For all the art history fans. <laughs> in the yeah. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you've got, like, the big, like, graphic AI in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so that's the thing. I kept a few constraints with me. I was like, I can fuck up the type. I'm going to use shape and a color. And what are those shapes going to do? Those yeah. shapes, I'm like emphasizing the activation in which maybe the position the basketball player is. Yeah. Right. The type is to capture the energy. Plus, it looks fucking cool. Yeah. Right. Like fucking up type. Expressive typography was like one of my favorite classes in in college. Um, <laughs> so good. And like, look at the shack one that I made. Right. So that is like. How he moved, oh, and it was a nod to his shoes, which were the Shack Noses, right? So everything isn't has uh, has intention, and I'm using all the skills that I've learned from school and whatnot, but then expressing it in a very limited way. So I created constraints to stay within.
0: That's I, that is so great, and like he, you, you really have that sense of like motion from him too, yeah. like in in yeah. this jump, yeah. And those um, are like the vibrations from how he slams the rim. Oh my right? god, I'm scrolling around here, and there's yeah. like a bunch of other yeah. really good ones. And and I, made,
1: I actually made the cards. I made the cards, right? Oh, did you really? Yeah, I made the cards. And I had an art show, and it was great. I had an art show at uh, Deadstock Coffee. Shout out to Ian Williams. Like, you could scroll through this project, but, like, this is, like, a wonderful project manifestation of the whole piece. So... Again, oh, wow. I have to make things, and that was one thing that I made. Um, and it was it was really fun.
0: You they have a little foil wrapper. Oh, I got
1: the foil wrapper and everything, dude. Getting those made were were quite intense. Cards are
0: so expensive to make. They were
1: expensive, and I was selling them. And I had a pop up shop art show at the at the Deadstock Coffee, which was like. The perfect place for it. You yeah. Know? Um you know, people would show up that I knew that were interested in this in this like culture, right? That subculture of design that I think is taking more dominance, which is great. I yeah. love it. It's it's great to get that point of view and those expressions um a little bit more mainstream so people can you know, understand different perspectives and backgrounds. Yeah. That's kind of like how I, how I show up in my personal work. It's a little bit messy.
0: Yeah. So what was the journey then from like, you know, running the photo studio and I assume you, you were still up in Vancouver, like at the beginning of things, like how did you get to thesis? Okay.
1: So I finished school, uh, stayed at gravitate. And again, my, my whole goal in my, my, I guess design practice Whatever. (laughs) Whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, like, I want to learn as much as possible from very smart people. Yeah. And I want to learn how, like, agencies and, like, businesses run to understand differences. Like, if I stay at uh, at a place for a really long time, I will just start to become kind of, like...
0: You know you fall into their processes yeah. and it's hard to see yeah. outside the perspective of like, oh, this is gonna be a problem. This Dude, is gonna be a problem. I will tell you,
1: the moment that I start to feel like I'm getting put in a box, whether it's myself or the environment, yeah. I dip out. So from Gravitate, I was there for about a year. Yeah. My previous track record until I got to Nike has been like I'm I'm spending a year at places. Because I'm processing so much information, asking a ton of whys, Um, understanding how the business works, understanding how, like, the agency runs, like, the culture, everything. And you you get
0: to make a lot of connections and also see how these places, like, feel to you. Yeah. So, like – Yeah. And that's – like, I always tell students when they're doing internships, like, you know, it is your chance to kind of see – Or like working with placement agencies. See how a place feels. Yeah. And if you want to keep working there, then you can either try to get into a full-time job or, you know, like find a place like that. Totally. Whereas like if you are just going in and saying, this is going to be the career for the rest of my life. Dude. I'm going to work here at the business company. For 20 30 40 years yeah I you don't will know. not be creative after about three months <laughs> yeah
1: it, 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 yeah that's the thing is like if I start to feel like I'm getting put into a box I try and dip out and yeah. just because I know that I want to stay fresh so um, left gravitate after a year went to second story interactive yes um, because I wanted to lean super hard into the digital space. So from Gravitate, I really enjoyed doing the websites. I had a affinity to UX, UI design because I, I think I knew how to ask the right questions at the right time to clients. And they, they seemed to really enjoy that because the output, everything had, again, a purpose, a reason. This is the part of design that I I don't, uh, it's not that I don't like, it's just we're commercial artists. Yeah. And I think we forget that. I think we forget that, as as designers, as writers and makers in, in the advertising and marketing space, we are commercial artists. So, knowing that, you know, I have to let go of my own self-expression a lot of times. Yes. Right? That's why self-initiated projects are super, super important. Um, if I wanted to be an artist, uh, then that would be a different space. You know, I would be a printmaker. So... Um, I had to say all that to say that, like going to a different place, I learned that I loved UX/UI. Um, and at the time, I was just a UX designer. They're called digital product designers now. Yeah. Um, what year yeah. about was this? Like, um, that was I. I don't know, dude. I I'm my age is like starting
0: to <laughs> fuck with my memory. Well, I I don't know what you, there's been nothing in the past couple of years that's completely interfered with people's understanding of time, dude. So. That probably. <laughs> That Okay, let's blame it on that yeah. because
1: that really fucked it up for everyone. I keep, I
0: keep seeing things that say like 2013 yeah. and I'm like, oh, this person's very green and I'm like, oh, no, that 2013 was 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was 2013. It was 2013.
0: Well, okay. So it's so 2013. It 2013.
1: So getting into web design. UI UX is a very nascent field. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. yeah, totally new. But the thing I liked about it, the thing that I enjoyed is that ux best practices the purpose around them are to get a specific outcome yeah right click a button it goes to the next page let's say it's supposed to sell a shoe what information does the user need to help them click that buy now button yeah that's so interesting to me like there's a little bit of human psychology around it what's the things the the users that that are interested in that type of shoe? Like, what's the information that they need? Yeah, you know, it's so, the science
0: and art. Yeah, like, yeah. crashing into each other.
1: And another thing that I love is like, I when I learned this really, really on or really early on as a product designer, digital product designer, um, I love the notion of I am an advocate for the user. Yeah. So it put me on the other side and bridging the gap and communicating visually, quote unquote, visually as graphic designers do, communicating visually to that specific user for a client now that's super interesting right it's a really interesting space so um that was about 2013 i went to second story it was an amazing i did a shift because i was like a senior designer mid-level i went to junior so i could learn ux ui learn how to be a product designer yeah iphone came out and i was like fucking game over game changer (laughs) Like, yeah, I want to make We all apps. have a computer in yep. our pocket now. Yes. <laughs> I knew that that was like the way. So why not understand that? Yeah. You know, we're in a place right now where we're, I mean, it used to be called machine learning and it's AI and you go on LinkedIn. It's like, oh my gosh, everybody like Terrifying. is talking about like what they don't actually understand. So whatever. People are going to have their opinions about it, but it's a huge buzzword and yeah. that's where we are now. And how do we use it as a tool is the question that I put out there to the world. It's like, how do you use it as a tool? I understand it's scary, but how do you use it as a tool? Yeah, because that's what it is. Ultimately. That's what it is. And I think when it we is.
0: try to treat it as like complete human replacement, that's yeah. that's a terrifying but don't space lean to even too, think yeah. about.
1: But don't lean too far on it. Because it's your, not going to do that. No, no, no,
0: <laughs> Probably
1: no. not
0: for a long, long time. If clients
1: can't communicate what they want, they're going to need somebody to operate the machines yeah. to- get the results that they're looking for yeah because the machines period. are not smart even not though smart. we
0: are pretending that they and they are. only work
1: off past data yeah you know so we won't go with that we could go deep on that but <laughs> but we won't so like don't be scared just like embrace it again yeah. like embrace it right um embrace the computer like embrace the gutenberg press okay, there's ev- all these everyone, pieces
0: <laughs> everyone out there take your computer out of its bag <laughs> Give it a gentle caress. Yeah. Hold it thank in, you. Hold it in your arms. Yeah. And, and give it a very gentle kiss. <laughs> Just very gentle. And now give it a very intense kiss. <laughs> And now everyone is looking at you very strangely on the train. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to dig. I wanted to dig into into you know UX design, and I did that in 2013, and just stuck with it and understood, and I loved Second Story. It was such a like I
0: was a child there. It was so cool well, like, that
1: and the world opened up for me. Yeah, it was they crazy. were
0: crazy. They were kind of leading that space yeah. uh, in Portland for a, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like really, really forward thinking. Yeah. Super forward
1: thinking. Again, they use technology as tools. Yeah. They asked They asked why. That's where I learned even more so how to ask the questions why, the right whys to ask in those moments and become a subject matter expert of whatever client brand that I was working with. That yeah. was a huge level up for me. So from there, did the same thing. Senior UX at RGA was at Instrument, Loved instrument. RGA was great. Cut my teeth.
0: I had instrument and RGA and um spent some yeah. RGA is kind of a like global ad they're agency. Global. Yep. And then instrument is pretty they're pretty big. They do they do some work for, you know, the the Facebooks and the Googles. Yeah, they're a little big. A little big. <laughs> they're actually huge. They're quite large. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so people you know were, Instrument. I do remember going to Instrument when it was just like you know, we're at the outpost. Yeah, at the outpost where yeah. they had enough space that we could set up a whole like hundred person the
1: show, the portfolio yeah, show. To I was be there at the portfolio. time. Yeah. Oh my god, I was at the outpost and I went to that portfolio show. <laughs> I hope we weren't too annoying. No, not at all. Not we're, at all. We're quite loud. No, it's a thing. It's great. We were quite loud as well. The culture
0: <laughs> there was amazing. I will it say it was a very echoey space. In oh, fairness, totally, totally. It was a, a a giant warehouse that was built for manufacturing airplanes yep. in World War II. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just a big airplane hangar, basically. Yeah. And the hardest possible walls. And also, it was where past guest uh, Andy McMillan had the XOXO, XOXO yeah. outpost yeah. after uh, yep. after Instrument moved yep. out. Um, yep. So connections, connections to a past episode. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Go, go watch episode 34, True Believers. Yeah. <laughs> It's Excelsior. a good episode. It's a good
1: episode. Oh, I like that episode. You. I like that he was talking more about like product, like product design, technology too. Yeah, I mean, I've always been fascinated with technology since the AIM days. You know, <laughs> chat boxes and playing StarCraft with Koreans. It was amazing. <laughs> I love playing video games. By the way, like that, I was like, how, how the fuck am I playing with people across the country?
0: It's cool. It is. It's There's a certain magic trick to it. Like, thinking back to the days when, like, your Nintendo 64 would have four controller plugs into it, yeah. and that was the extent of your your reach, and now you can be, like, the global leader in mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Totally. Um, the heyday of the internet. The internet was fucking rad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a poster of like. Have you seen those posters of
0: like surfing the web, like a cool kids surfing like oh, code? Have I ever? Yeah, man. I, I think I know exactly the one you're talking about, yep. and I love it so much. Yeah, it looked like the kid from Recess, that cartoon. He did. Yeah, with he had the, the, the red backward hat. hat. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, he was a real rad dude. He
1: was so rad. <laughs> <laughs> totally tubular. So did that uh, was at Nike. That was a big a big learning experience as well. Yeah. And I was there in, in, in the innovation space um, and can't talk about any of that work. And no. It's fine. It's all good. Um, from there, after Nike, I just wanted to be more independent. Yeah. I wanted to be more independent or go back to an independent place. Like instrument was independent. So I like that type of agency. Yeah. Um, for me. You yeah.
0: had been on a track of going bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you reach Nike and Nike is just it's humongous. Gigantic. And, and
1: I was like, that's too big for me. Yeah. It's way too big for me. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so decided to leave Nike and then, uh, had a small little studio. I called it the practice. I'm a big believer in the practice. Um, also Alan Iverson, it's a nod to Alan Iverson, yes, indeed. like all of it. He's my favorite. Um, so I try and keep those nods. you know, I start and stay grounded, <laughs> all these influences, everything about me. I try and embrace them. So called it the practice, um, which also shout out to Adam off of his, the pressure. Yes. Past guest Adam Garcia. Yeah conceptually very similar um but i i liked the notion and the idea of digging into something that's true to you and finding that space and leaning into that space and adam fucking amazing did it did it did a phenomenal job with with when he was the pressure it was amazing yeah Um, so again doing stuff for clients i actually nike was a client of mine so i enjoy i still enjoyed the work and but i just like being on that side
0: yeah I mean, it's, it's, it is a very different experience, but also then you have the vocabulary of like, I know how to work within Nike Uh and speak their language, which is a very specific language. Totally.
1: Once you're locked in, you are locked in and you could work on Nike projects till the end of time. Yeah. I I believe it. So (laughs) the thing that happened, which I was solo, dolo, and I, I needed community. Like I needed a creative community and I thought like being by myself and like doing this and it was all cool and hiring some freelancers here and there. It was more like transactional and I just didn't really like it. So I wanted to go back to agency side and Thesis found me. I got recruited and uh, they brought me in when they were under a different name, Eroy at yes. the time. So my main purpose was, was to help rebrand the agency. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so rebranding from E-Roy to Thesis and also expanding our capabilities yeah. to become like a more full-service type of agency. But full-service, quote-unquote, you could take it or leave it, whatever you want. But we We want to understand what the new full service looks like. yeah, and that's like servicing people and their unique problems and their and and, and so helping solve their problems if it's an operational problem, if it's an email problem, if it's a larger campaign problem, um if it is a product design problem, um if it's a technical problem. And that can be a lot. like we're doing a lot, which is great. But when I started there, I was number eighty. And we're like three hundred plus right now. Oh shit!
0: I didn't realize these a lot of marketing. Yeah,
1: a lot of marketing dollars went from traditional advertising to digital marketing, and we're really good at digital marketing. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's that's what landed me there, and I've loved it. It's it's the longest agency that I've been at. It's been a great place.
0: I also want to compliment you because Thesis is such a good fucking name. (laughs) Because it, like, what you were talking about, like it that is exactly like it is boiling things down to like taking a complex problem and seeing what. Totally. What what the goal is? What the what the thesis statement is? Yeah. You might say. Yeah,
1: I can't take the compliment on that. That name was there when I joined. Already. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Keeley kind of like had that name locked and loaded, and 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 um, you know brought me on and was like, "How do we express this in a certain way?" Yeah, you know. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's do it. Let's get busy." <laughs> Let's get busy. She was also the first boss that told me that she believed in me. And I was like, you have no fucking idea what you just did. I'm a fucking monster. You have no idea. You've given me so much power. Now I I am unstoppable. I became the DM of that that D&D
0: game for sure. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. And I didn't even bring my D20.
1: Oh, dang. Um,
0: That would have been fun to roll just to see what we get this morning. I, I kind of had a thought that I would do because sometimes I, I will have uh I will have a couple bits prepared and I'll give folks the opportunity to choose, but maybe maybe one of these days I'll just roll a dice. Yeah, I have a different bag. I would definitely
1: have one, and now that you say that, I'm going to carry a D twenty with me at all times. <laughs> I actually really love that. Somewhere in It's here- a nice breakup of like the 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 pace and it's just like a nice little fun thing. It's like let's roll a d twenty
0: somewhere in here. I have uh, years and years ago, Fuzco, uh, which was was formerly associated with Portland and is now yeah. I think just in North Carolina. Yeah, they made a a special design based d twenty where you can roll uh, and it'll give you. I think it's Pocket Art Director. Was Pocket what they Art call. Director. I and know that it'll give you amazing uh, recommendations, such as use <laughs> so Gotham <good>. and. <laughs> i think one one side just says like uh you know make make the logo bigger yep um
1: make the logo bigger all the tropes
0: all all the design
1: tropes that you would get from an art director and then one of them said approved (laughs) (laughs) i remember that that's that's got to be the natural 20 totally that is the nat 20 i mean i one year i got super cheeky and was like i i bought them as holiday gifts for uh my my bosses at some point and I don't I think they got it they definitely got it but that was me being passive and you know that's my little <laughs> oh shit they're
0: amazing
1: they're so good that is, that's
0: such a good thing That's so do, funny though. that's really that's tremendous the moment
1: I get one of those as a gift I'll know I'll be like okay I need to chill the fuck out I
0: need to chill out <laughs> That's that's your warning sign. That's your red flag. Yeah. Um, Joe, this has been so much fun. (laughs) It's been so good. Uh if people want to find you, where where can they find you on this uh wonderful wide internet? Yeah,
1: you can find me on Instagram, uh Joe Ambrosio, and uh my my website needs to be updated, but JoeCarolino.com. Those are the two places LinkedIn,
0: all the all the socials. I'm out there. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Um and also, hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this the show that you're listening to. Can I say listening a few more times? perhaps Uh, if you like listening to this show and maybe you're listening to it for the first time or maybe you're a past listener why not subscribe and then you can listen to it to your heart's content on your podcast player of choice you can search for the words did I do that on those players but if you want to make it easy on yourself why not just pay a visit to our website did I do that dot design there you can also find some good good images that go along with each and every episode uh, which are also available on Instagram so give us a follow there you can also follow the show on uh youtube and now linkedin should you want to embarrass yourself publicly by showing support for us on that platform so this has been did i do that i'm sean schewalker and as we always say at the end of every episode (laughs) (laughs) i missed the assignment (laughs) assignment. okay (laughs) bye I'm so sorry. No, that's exactly what the assignment was.
1: <laughs> Isn't that true? Isn't that such a weird thing? Like it when is. you're thinking about making things or thinking about all things design or products? There's so many other like little angels and devils on your shoulders yeah, telling yeah. you things and you're like, okay, this would be great for this. This the- would be great for them. This would re- be great for whatever. And then ourselves are usually the last ones, yeah. which is always
0: tough. The hypotheticals take over and then you are just beholden to them whether they make sense or not. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's super weird. It's- Why did we choose this? <laughs> Gluttons for punishment. <laughs> i mean i i think that is uh that's that's about as good a good a, a description for this as anything um both this project and design in general we'll see how this goes <laughs> wait, wait. oh man uh, this is gonna be good <laughs> It's going to be bizarre. I'll give yeah, you that. I'm yeah. not sure it's going to be good. <laughs> Many I mean, it might be good for us.
1: You know what I mean? And nobody else. And they, we need more of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you got to do one just for you, mm-hmm. ultimately. Okay. All right. This is going to be really weird. <sighs> breathing exercise. <sighs> How uh, now, brown cow? How now? Brown cow. Um you mm-hmm.